Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. Today we have a special guest from Carmen Bajo. We're super excited to have her with us, so let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Vivanco. And I'm Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H, and I get to direct the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. As everyone knows, or if you don't, you can find out right now, Education <laughs> Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And the hope and purpose for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners, supporters, partners in ministry, and friends all over the world about what is happening with the Ministry of Equals H here in Ecuador. Because we could not do it without you. So thank you. Thank you. We are thrilled to be here today with a very special guest. Surprise, surprise. Ooh, Another special guest, ooh. Raquel Arasso. Hi, Raquel. Hola, chicos. Hi, 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 Cameron. <laughs> hi, Jorge Lu. I'm just like excited to be here and just to be able to share a bit of the experience that um, it's coming on in Carmen Bajo. In Carmen Bajo. So Raquel, uh, we're going to let her tell her story, but she's another person that we've known and loved for a long time. And her role at Carmen Bajo has changed dramatically <laughs> in the 20 years that I've known her. Um, but so go, she works at <coughs> Carmen Bajo, which is where Equals Age started. So mm -hmm. Raquel, just let's start at the beginning. Who are you and how did you get involved at Carmen Bajo? Okay, so... I'm Raquel Erazo. I'm 26 years old. <laughs> and then I started um, knowing Car Carmen Bajo since I was five years old. Um, my parents, Fabian and Grace, and they, um, they were super young when they started like, involving them in the church in Carmen Bajo. So um, I think it was in 2000. And and one, that our family became engaged with the, the church in Carmen Bajo. So um, I've been growing up in the neighborhood for 20 years. And it's <laughs> been my, I don't know, my my field that I, I have grown up and I have seen a lot of my childhood and like um, youth um, in there. And I, I have become really, really engaged on what that uh, territory means to my heart. And mm -hmm. I have seen a lot of uh, the kids growing up with me, having friends, having a lot of, yeah, just having a lot of experience in this uh, ministry that uh, education has been part for a while. You, um, you grew up in a different socioeconomic reality than the neighborhood of Carmen Bajo. Can you... Can you share some of those differences with us? Yeah, sure. So when I was five, I, I don't really remember exactly like the <laughs> difference. But when I was five, uh, we used to live in the south of the city and we became um, uh, engaged with the church. Um, this difference of like living, uh, my parents used to like work in another church and we used to have like normal conditions of like living in like a normal house, access to education, access to like services that um, 
like the opposite, it was Carmen Bajo, like not seeing any access to services and any access to education, anything like really was like that territory was super um, impoverished. Impoverished? Impoverished. Good vocabulary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, like, seeing that, like, to my heart, it was like, okay, like, I see difference, like, in the kids. Like, um, yeah, I remember um, just to, like, visit uh, the house of the kids and seeing how they they were living and, like, the conditions that it was not optimal, right? So having, like, small rooms for, like, five or six people in one one room and just like like the whole the, house is yeah, just one room yeah just the whole house one mm-hmm. or two rooms and then seeing my house with like four rooms or like five rooms and then like a patio mm-hmm. or like just like a backyard and yeah just having access to everything and then the opposite was not seeing that conditions in mm-hmm. Carmen Bajo and the and yeah in the houses of the kids Mm-hmm. So I think it's fair to say that you, uh, you've already said it, that you grew up at Carmen Bajo. You went home back to quote unquote normal life of a middle-class Ecuadorian family. Mm-hmm. Um, but you would go with your mom and dad at least twice a week, if not seven times a week. <laughs> yeah. And you had dear friends that you grew up with because at five years old, you, you didn't know the difference. Yeah. You just were friends with who you were friends with. Um, and then you, 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 you grew up so beautifully <laughs> <laughs> um, and graduated high school and decided to go to college. And what did you study? So I studied social work in college. I took my time deciding what to study. After high school, I didn't know. I took two years off out of high school. And then I was like, oh, thinking on what should I do? Like with all I have seen through my life and seeing the injustice that I have like seen it into my years. So I took a time uh, to think about it and then decided to go to college in La uh, University Católica of Quito. And then I started like um, knowing that um, that social work might be the option that I was like gonna study, so um, I researched a bit social work, and then I was like, oh, it seems like familiar of what I have seen in mm-hmm. through my years and uh, what I have been involved as well in Carmen Bajo. So just all the yeah, all the injustice that I have seen it through my life, I was like in a point of I should do something with all the injustice that I have seen to do mm. something that will help uh, the people that I have been growing up because it was not fair to me to see that and just to be able to like sit and do nothing. So mm. it was good to like to take that time off and just to be able to choose a career that was going to help me providing like some tools and like techniques that will help others to like to feel better. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to pause quick little shout out to some dear people in uh, North Dakota who helped make that education possible mm. through Education Equals Hope. Yeah. Um, and not that you were in so much in a desperate, difficult situation, but paying for university and paying for university on a pastor's salary is not is not easy. Right. Um, and a huge shout out to those who, who came along beside you and, and helped you yeah. um, with that. But so we've we've gotten to see your journey and all of that, and to see you start uh, start your career in sociology, and graduate with a degree in sociology, and then what happened? 
So then when I um, was done with um, university, I became a really good friends with two other sociologists that they were studying in university. And we saw like previous experience that it was, um, was touching our hearts to see like the injustice. And um, I remember when was the earthquake Mm-hmm. Um, in Ecuador, just seeing that... Um, when was that, 2016? 16. 16. Mm-hmm. To see that, like, someday you're, like, good, right? And then another day, uh, something can happen, like, in the country that you are living. And then uh, a lot of, like, um, just a lot of desesperación. Desperation. Mm-hmm. Desperation mm-hmm. Uh, was going on in the earthquake um, and then I became really good friends with these two other sociologists in 2016. And we were like, okay, we should do something for that mm-hmm. people that are suffering and not having access to water or like to anything and just to help out like in, um, yeah, that people that were in disparate conditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we became super good friends and um, Daniel and uh, Luis yeah, we started like becoming a really good, yeah, a really good group of friends. That sometimes we became, we came up with like ideas of helping out communities and like other um, territories that um, we saw that um, the situation uh, was not good. So we started coming up with proposals and like um, I was talking to uh, to them one day and I was like, okay, like we have done like a few things to like in communities, to indigenous communities. Because you had some um, internships and whatnot and you lived out in some of the very rural very, very desperate, difficult yeah. situations in mm-hmm. Ecuador and um, incredible cold cold weather poverty that looks different than warm weather poverty. Yeah, right. Um, and especially the smell of it. But so you you had all that experience you, you were pulling on. Yes, and- pulling off. And then one day I talked to them and I was like, okay, I haven't like tell you where I come from. Like mm-hmm. I've been growing up in Carmen Bajo. I've been seeing a lot of like impoverishment in this community, seeing a lot of injustice. And I want to do something. Mm-hmm. Do you want to help me? And then they were like, okay, we should do something about it. And then one day we went to the Carmen uh, Bajo community, saw it, and they were like, oh, it sounds like uh, like a challenge to do. So we we um, started thinking about like what I was going to do, like the main purpose of like our actions, what it's going to What's going to look like it to like to help out? So could you take just a moment mm-hmm. uh, to describe the Carmen Bajo community? So Carmen Bajo community, it's a lower uh, um, community, lo- lower income community. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the access um, to to services, you were talking about services. What services are those? So like now you have electricity, now you have water, now you have um, recolección, garbage collection, garbage collection. Now these services, like after the twenty years that I have been there, now it's like um, really accessible, accessible, accessible. Mm-hmm. But twenty years ago. It was not accessible. Even 10 years ago, mm-hmm. there were lots of houses. That like the roads didn't... were like 
in really bad conditions. <laughs> like, I remember playing in the garbage with the other kids as well, trying to, like, recollect, I don't know, the treasures that we found in there. <laughs> but it, it was just like a community that you saw, like, dirt, dirt and, like, garbage. Mm. And then, um, yeah, just was a lot of, like, that... Um, that overlooking that you you didn't have access to like any um any good conditions of living. I remember we couldn't get taxis to take us there. Yeah. And once you got into Carmen Bajo, there was no way to get out of Carmen Bajo. <laughs> <laughs> any uh, transportation, like uh-huh. public transportation now is good, but like twenty years ago, like you had to walk several kilometers mm-hmm. to like to be able to get to Carmen and Bajo. And three neighborhoods that are well, through the neighborhood that mm-hmm. that happily, um, and praise God and knock on wood, we never had any issues. But mm-hmm. because we were with community people, yeah, we were like I, I really feel like the hand of God protected us, and I feel like the community protected us definitely because they were like, oh, they're with the church. Okay, we'll let them. They're 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 actually helping this community. We'll let them pass. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was. But if you think that's what happened, yeah. I felt yeah, that yeah. way. Every time I left, I was like, thank you, God, for your safe travel. Like security. Out. You uh-huh. cannot even, like, talk 20 years ago about, like, security or feeling safe. But because of, like, the good relationships that the church did with the community, the community felt like, okay, like, they recognized who you are. Mm-hmm. And they recognized the pastors and, like, the action that they were doing initiative that they were carrying out and helping out on on the um, on the community of like just like having a meal or having mm-hmm. like a space to feel safe and to feel love so like that action that social initiative that the church did became like a good thing for the community and so uh, the community now if you walk they they will recognize who you are and who are you coming from so if you tell them i come from Carmen Bajo church they will be oh, okay like it's good right mm-hmm. so yeah. sometimes you can encounter um yeah the robbers or like uh, families that um are dedicated to like to rob or to steal but when they see you like and if you talk to them oh like I'm um, from the church they will be okay like we're good with you right yeah but it's it's amazing the the presence the light that that church has been mm-hmm. and that community because it really has put faith has not just been words it's been action mm-hmm. um, and you grew up with that action of what that is and yeah um so I know, and you know, we all know here yeah. that Equals Age started at Carmen Baco, mm-hmm. but through the years, um, Compassion International Feeding Program, um, there was women's ministry and men's ministry, like teaching them woodworking and iron soldering and metalworking and a course for teenage moms and um, youth ministry and... The preschool. The preschool, mm-hmm. the, the sewing ministry, like trying to teach... Ju- not just live life, but teach life and life skills so that people had a way to care for themselves and to care for others. Mm-hmm. And you saw all of that, and then you got to study it. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> and then right. you guys came back, and and then, then what happened? So then, um, 
like as the team, we started talking to the uh, main pastors, like my dad and my mom, like, okay, like um, I have been growing up in this community and I want to do something about it. Uh, like I really want to help in the process that um, you have carried out and other people have carried out of the 20 years that the church has been there. And uh, with the team, we started off thinking to come to a proposal uh, to evaluate the 20 years of action that the institution has done mm-hmm. in the in the community so that was the main idea of like intervene in the in the institution i was like we have to study and to summarize the story about like Carmen Bajo because a lot of the action that took place in the community was a lot of like social work like I remember my mom and my dad doing a lot of action but they didn't have the time to sit and to like start like writing about like what Mm. they have Mm -hmm. done into the years and what other people have done as well so that was like really important to me to like summarize the experience and to to see like the history and the path that the church has had in these 20 years. So um, that was the main proposal and that uh, that idea sounded like good to uh, Fabian and Grace. And we started like sharing that idea as well with the uh, main uh, the committee. Uh-huh, committee. Of like the the church as well, and they like they liked like the it. The board, the board, the of board, the, church the board the of the church, mm-hmm. and they liked it. And we were like, okay, like sounds good to us. And then um, my parents were like, okay, we, we don't have funds for that. So like, how <laughs> right. are you gonna do that? And, like <laughs> that, like kind of research. A lot of like uh, the research that you have to do, you have to have like a budget to do that, right? So. Um, in that in that moment, I was start, I was thinking, okay, like what should I do to be able to put that idea on action? Mm-hmm. And then I started talking uh, with Mark Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Brown is Grace Community Canada. Yeah. He's part of the Grace Community uh, Church, and he has come to Carmen Bajo for several years. Uh, he's now my brother's. Father-in-law. Father-in-law. He's yeah. part of the crazy. family. He's, family. He's yeah. not right. <laughs> Which is crazy, yeah, to think that 20 years ago you didn't know these pe- like these people and now that you, they become part of your family and like the extended family of Carmen Bajo as well. So he came out in November of 2020 and they came for Sam's and Santi's wedding. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I was talking to him and I was like, okay, I have this idea. It's kind of crazy to like, to be able to summarize 20 years, but it's like really needed. Like we need to put like the, the initiative of the church in paper to be able to read it, to be able to like see what are the like strains, what are the weakness and what is the process looking like for the future. So, and he was like, okay, Raquel, let me think. It sounds good, your idea. And then after a month, I think he was um, the one that gave up the budget mm-hmm. for uh, being able to do this investigation, like this research. And I was like, okay, it sounds good. Like, Thank you, Mark Brown. <laughs> Thank you, Samantha. Mark Brown. Yeah. Thank you for coming <laughs> Thank you for, yeah, the initiative of like investing in research. Like, I, I, I mean, research in Ecuador is not really, like, valued. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. So it's like, yeah, you like you take action maybe on the common sense, but not really in, like researching on what are like the territories looking, the institutions looking like. So that like um, motivation help out to to be able to take action in the in the Carmen Bajo uh, Church. So that's how we started, like with the proposal, then thinking on one person that can help uh, this um, proposal um, have it to, to the action. And then finally, um, we were like, okay, thinking maybe six months, this is going to take us six months <laughs> to do this evaluation. But no, it didn't take six months. It took a year of our time. Absolutely. A year, yeah. yeah. And every day. Every day. Like the six months were like with the with the payment. But the other six months we were like, okay, like we have to finish what we start. And we have been in like that process of finishing uh, like the, um, the proposal that we were thinking and it was in our heads. So it has been a year. Well, we cannot wait to hear what you did what the plans are, mm-hmm. and the dreams for the future. We'll have you back next time for that. Thank you so much for being with us, Raquel. Look yes, forward to that. Yes, Thank you. So if you would like to be a part of Education Wills Hope, um, please go to www.educationwillshope.org, and you are more than welcome and cordially invited to be a part uh, specifically of the ministry of what Raquel and her team are doing. Um, we are going to lay out those plans in the next podcast, but we can't do any of this without you, and you uh, are so valuable to help and help us support the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. See you soon. See you, you soon. So much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.